there is such a difference between knowledge and action. Like you can know and you can understand what you need to do, but if you're not taking action, if you're not doing those things every day, you're still not gonna get to the place that you need to be. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. But if you're ready to level up your life and get results that truly matter in your health, business, mindset, and relationships, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Sheer Madness, where we have unscripted, real conversations with the world's top athletes, entrepreneurs, and coaches. Discover real world and tactical advice from the best in the business. Let's go. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sheer Madness. I am bringing back on the show today, Christine, the dietitian. She flew all the way out here from Dallas, Texas to beautiful Southern Southern California. (laughs) (laughs) And um, we're actually here for our Rachel Sheer Nutrition retreat that we're doing this weekend. We're going to be doing some surfing. We're going to be doing a lot of team building, sauna, ice baths. So it's going to be a a ton of fun. But I wanted to bring you back on the show here today because you are my head coach at Rachel Sheer Nutrition. There we go. (laughs) You guys, she crushes it. But we have been really talking about, you know, what functional medicine really is. And mm-hmm. I think something that is pretty great is how well-known functional medicine really has become. Yeah, And we're a functional medicine nutrition practice, and we're going to dive into a little bit today what that really means. But a lot of things that we really try to emphasize with our practice is how we can heal mm-hmm. instead of just deal. Yeah. Deal with the symptoms deal with these diagnoses that are really just a band-aid to manage these symptoms. And what's really d- different about our practice that we do here at Rachel Shear Nutrition and, and our approach. So thank you for coming on the show today again. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Happy to be in sunny Southern California. I was telling Rachel the other day, I feel like I was meant to be a California surfer girl at heart. Like so <laughs> wearing the pink today, mm-hmm. harnessing, harnessing that California energy, but happy to be here, excited to dive into this topic that we have here today. So Mm -hmm. thanks for having me on again. Yeah. So I want to just start with diving into a little bit of your story and what brought you into functional medicine in the first place, because one of the things that I think is so cool about our practice is all of our coaches really do have Mm -hmm. a story. I have my story with all of my gut issues, almost having my large intestine removed, you know, going the Western medicine route, not really getting a whole lot of answers, Mm -hmm. then really turning towards functional medicine, doing my own research, but also really realizing the power that food has to really heal our body. So Mm -hmm. um, share with the listeners a little bit about like what your story looked like and what brought you more into the functional medicine side. Absolutely. So I feel like the best place to start sometimes is the beginning. So I grew up in a very health-conscious family. My father is a physician. My mom is a nurse. So health was always a big part of our family. You know, my mom would always take me to the grocery store and educated me on how to read a nutrition label, which is so interesting because I feel like a lot of people, even today, still don't really understand how to Mm -hmm. do that. So I was very blessed to have that experience growing up. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, the more kind of versed I became in nutrition and the more that interested I became, the more fascinated I became as well. But also too with that, when I was in high school, I started to kind of notice, you know, some things that were a little bit abnormal. Mm -hmm. So I actually didn't... uh, end up getting my first menstrual cycle until I was in college, which Mm. for any woman, as you know, that's definitely very abnormal. that's pretty late. Yeah. And so I went to several different doctors. I went to specialists. I went to children's doctors, adult doctors, and they were all like, oh, you're just really lean. You're a gymnast. You're a cheerleader. It's totally normal that you haven't gotten your cycle Mm. yet. But I knew in my heart of hearts in the depth of my soul that I was like, this isn't normal. Mm. You know, maybe it's common for somebody to experience this, but it isn't normal. Mm. And so that was kind of when my eyes were opened up a little bit. And I saw that, you know, this route of Western medicine didn't necessarily have a way of 
helping me figure out why my mm-hmm. body was doing this, which was the most frustrating thing. And so then I kind of started to have to do a little bit of my own research into, you know, how does food interact with the body? Are there different nutrients that I could be deficient in? Because the story that I heard was either you just need to gain weight and you'll get your cycle mm-hmm. or let's put you on birth control and yeah. you'll get your cycle. Very common fix. Oh yeah. my gosh. And it was just like this band-aid and I became so frustrated mm-hmm. because I was like, my body didn't just one day to side, oh, we're just going to stop working, right? Like there's a reason as to why I was experiencing these things. And several years later, kind of fast forward, I was actually diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome, Mm. which is pretty common for a lot of women. I want to say the statistic is one in 10. Maybe it's even more now that it's become a little bit more well-known. But polycystic ovarian syndrome again, isn't necessarily an answer. You know, Mm -hmm. I finally had a diagnosis. So I had a name. I had a label to put on what I was experiencing, but it still didn't tell me why. And so I was left frustrated time after time Mm -hmm. again and again, which again kind of led me to functional medicine. And I started to dive into nutrition and learning about blood sugar balance, which is one of my main passions Mm -hmm. to talk to my clients. And as you know, blood sugar balance, I feel like I'm the blood sugar queen because it's so important. And food can either be the thing that heals you or the thing Mm -hmm. that hurts you as well. And so I think, you know, getting into functional medicine and actually finding that root cause of why my hormones were imbalanced led me to where I am today. Yeah. And you said so many important key things there. And one of the big ones being like you got the diagnosis, Mm. which so many of us do get that diagnosis. I got the diagnosis of IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. Mm -hmm. We see a lot of people get the diagnosis of, hey, you have an autoimmune condition. You have Hashimoto's. You have ulcerative colitis. Or you have polycystic ovarian syndrome. Mm. And it tells us the what, but it really doesn't tell us the why. Why do you have this in the first place? And what can we do to really heal, like Mm -hmm. I said at the beginning, instead of just deal with a lot of these symptoms? And part of it, what like the answer for you was, here, maybe just put on some weight. Or, Mm. you know, here's birth control, which yeah. is a synthetic hormones yeah. that really just suppresses your body's own natural hormones and doesn't really fix anything. So yeah. I can imagine how frustrating that is. And um, you guys, Christine mentioned a little bit about blood sugar balance because that plays such a key role in balancing out your hormones. And we actually mm-hmm. did a previous podcast all about blood sugar balance. Yeah. So we will definitely tag that here in the show notes. But I think your story is very, very common, definitely not normal, like you said there. Like, that shouldn't be the point that we have to really get to, ultimately. Mm. But it is common that a lot of women really do have a very similar experience. They're like, something is off in my body. I don't really know what. You know, I'm gaining weight. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I'm chronically fatigued all the time. My mood is really unstable. I have acne. Um, I'm constantly bloated. I can't use the restroom or maybe I'm running to the restroom way too much. And we do as what we were taught to do and we go to our primary care physician Mm -hmm. or maybe we do go to a specialist. You know, I know I went to a gastro. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure if you went to like... I went to an endocrinologist, even a reproductive endocrinologist. So we went (laughs) really specific. And you're like, I'm going to go to the best uh, who's the expert in this field. And it still was kind of like basic testing, right? Mm -hmm. Basic testing and then giving you the label. And even with polycystic ovarian syndrome, for those who are listening, like there's many different types of polycystic yeah. ovarian syndrome. So even if you get that that label of it, it still doesn't really tell us why. And that why really at the core is the root cause, which is a lot of what we're going to dive in today, mm-hmm. which, you know, what really is functional medicine. So, you know, let, let's start with defining, you know, what the difference is between functional medicine and a lot of like what we do mm-hmm. and between Western medicine, because I also do think, you know, there's really nothing wrong with Western medicine. Yeah. I know we have that that belief system, but I think where the frustration really comes from, and I know like where it came from from me, is not really knowing who to go to for what. Like yeah. we need Western medicine, oh like a hundred percent. It is amazing. It is incredible. Yeah. But I think when it comes to a lot of these chronic health issues, mm-hmm. hormonal imbalances, sometimes you know, thyroid issues, that um, gut issues, um, mood issues too. Mm-hmm. It's a chronic condition that is brought on by 
lifestyle, by diet, by, you know, other things that can definitely be off in the body, but really a combination between all of those different things. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really just knowing who to go to for what. And also I think what role as, um, you know, clients, patients walking into these people, what what our job also really looks like. So let's talk a little bit about that. I know um, you had kind of brought up some things even before this podcast about you know, what functional medicine is. So let's start with some of those. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say the biggest difference between conventional Western medicine and functional medicine is the approach that is taken. So conventional Western medicine very much is a symptom-based approach. So they say, okay, you have this symptom. What medication can we give you that will quote-unquote deal with that symptom Mm. versus functional medicine, we do still, you know, kind of look at the symptoms and we say, okay, what are the different symptoms that you're having, but why are you having those symptoms? Mm. And so it's taking that next step and asking that next question. But kind of to your point, you know, I really believe that functional medicine and Western medicine should be able to work in tandem. You know, Mm. like I always say having multiple pairs of eyes on somebody is going to give you the best result. And so we're not here to say, like you said, that Western medicine is bad or that functional medicine is better. They're just different. But when it comes to those chronic conditions, so things like weight gain, diabetes, gut issues, hormonal imbalances, those are things that aren't going to be able to be fixed Mm -hmm. like an infection would with a medication or like a broken arm. Like Mm -hmm. if you have a broken arm, please don't come to see me. I cannot Mm -hmm. help you. (laughs) Go see your doctor. They're going to be able to help you so much better. But when it comes to addressing why some of these different things are happening, you have to be able to take that deeper dive. And so especially with functional medicine and our practice specifically, you know, I think where we really differ is the relationship Mm -hmm. that we have with our patients and with our clients. You know, it's not transactional. It's not, okay, it's nice to see you, see you for 10 minutes, hear about your different concerns, and then come back within six months to a year and we'll chat again. You know, we are following up with our clients consistently. We see them on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. And so I would say that that to me is one of the biggest differences is that relationship with people. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's also to, to your point, it's very us kind of co-working together. Mm. And, you know, I think even for clients who come in to see us very often, you know, and have that expectation that is very similar to maybe an experience with a doctor. Hey, these are my issues. Mm. And they're like, boom, 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 we're going to do this. Here's the pill for you to take. I mean, there's not a whole lot of things that the patient really has to do necessarily on their end Mm. besides, you know, set a timer, pop this pill every single day. Um, And a lot of what we do does require us to really kind of co-create the plans and the protocols together. Of course, I think we are interpreting, right, the lab results. We're we're creating the nutrition plan. But at the end of the day, the nutrition plan has to fit in with Mm -hmm. our our client's lifestyle. So we do a lot of... um, you know, building that relationship to figure out, okay, what does this need to look like for you? So you may have these root issues. This may be the best dietary approach for you based Mm -hmm. off of these root issues. But you're somebody who's, you know, an entrepreneur. You're busy. You're on the Mm -hmm. go. You're an athlete. Um, Your goal is to lose a little bit of weight. You know, these are all different factors where, you know, we have to create the meal plan. You may be somebody who's like, I absolutely just like hate uh, fish. Like I just hate fish. That was like me (laughs) growing up 100%. Like I I loathed, you know, seafood. Mm. So we're not going to put together a plan and a protocol that's like, hey, you're you're low in your omega-3, so I need you to eat salmon. Every, you know, multiple times per week. Yeah. Um, of course, that would be great, but then that's where we would need to figure out, okay, let, let's supplement instead. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a big part of that relationship, too, is also um, really understanding that person's history mm. um, quite a bit as well. Yeah. And, you know, where even some of these issues have been able to stem from the first mm-hmm. place. Like, I know for myself, like with my gut issues, I may have gotten the diagnosis of IBS, and then through testing, this revealed that I had bacteria imbalances in my gut. Mm -hmm. I had some leaky gut. 
Um, and this led to a lot of my symptoms, like the bloating, the distension, and all of that. Yeah. But my history and my lifestyle really revealed mm. why I developed these issues in the first place, right? So yeah. it my chronic stress and, um, you know, bodybuilding lifestyle that I was living mm. in put a lot of physical stress on my body. Um, my diet that I was eating that was full of what I call diet foods, artificial sweeteners, oh my gosh. all of that, <laughs> um, was also negatively impacting my gut. So a yeah. lot of that relationship came down to, um, you know, really determining these are my root causes. And although mm. we found, which no one else had been able to find, like that my bacteria was off, that I had yeah. intestinal permeability, and that was leading to my symptoms, doing a protocol to just like eradicate that wasn't really enough for me. Mm. I had to deal with my stress. I had to deal yeah. with, you know, my overtraining. I had to really work on changing my diet. And I think mm. That's what really we're speaking to, right, when we say the relationship part of it yeah. all because that can't happen in, like, a 15-minute, even 30-minute session with someone. Yeah. It's something that is more coaching-based mm-hmm. and really, really ongoing ultimately. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say that so often, you know, this is even something that I continue to learn every mm-hmm. day is your health is about so much more than the food that you put in your body or the workouts that you're doing, mm-hmm. right? Like we have, you know, nutritional health, we have our physical health, but we also have mental health and emotional health and spiritual mm-hmm. health. And so something that I like to tell my clients is we want to think about a teeter-totter. So say that you have a teeter-totter and on one end is your nutrition and then it's kind of your physical health and then mental, emotional, spiritual health. Mm-hmm. If you are focusing so heavily on that nutritional and physical health, that end of the teeter-totter is going to shoot way up. But then what's going to happen to the rest of it? It's going to shoot way down. Mm -hmm. And so if we're only focusing on, like, these two aspects of health, but we're not addressing, you know, kind of, to your point, the other side of that health, that teeter-totter is going to remain imbalanced. And so... In order to find that healing, we have to do some of that work and say, okay, Mm -hmm. this is where you're at now, but where have you come from? What different Mm -hmm. events in your life have led you to the place that you're at? You know, what are some of your different stressors? What are your different triggers? You know, maybe you have some trauma that we need to address. Mm -hmm. And so, again, you know, that relationship and really digging a little bit more is where we actually find that true healing. Yes, Mm -hmm. the lab test results are so essential. Yes, your diet and nutrition is so essential, but if we're just focusing on that, we're doing you a disservice. And so that's Mm -hmm. really where we like to bring in Mm -hmm. all those different things because it does have such a role to play in our health. 95% of your body's serotonin is produced by the bacteria that resides in your gut. And this explains why when my gut was a wreck or when clients come to work with me at Rachel Shear Nutrition, they don't just suffer from things like bloating, constipation, diarrhea, but they also have symptoms of anxiety, depression, and brain fog because our gut and our brain are highly interconnected. And as Hippocrates says, all disease begins and ends in the gut. And this is the exact reason why I am so passionate about taking a functional root cause based approach for any chronic health condition, gut issues, mental health illness, autoimmune conditions, stubborn weight loss, you name it. Me and my team do a comprehensive analysis looking at all these different systems so we can test instead of just guess and then develop a customized nutrition plan and protocol to address these root causes and balances in the body and restore function. If you want to book a free 30-minute call with anyone from my team, click the link in the show notes or visit rachelshear.com. 100%. And that's like where we get people who reach out to us because we do run all of this extensive mm-hmm. testing. And one of the big things that does differentiate functional medicine from Western medicine, right, is all of the testing that yeah. we're doing. So we're looking at the gut microbiome. We're looking for, you know, intestinal permeability, digestive enzymes, toxins. Mm-hmm. We're looking at your hormones, um, how you're metabolizing these hormones even, um, yeah. toxins in the body, deficiencies, which is really looking at all these different body systems. But mm-hmm. one thing that 
and I really see where a lot of other functional um, practitioners kind of drop the ball, I would say, mm-hmm. with a lot of their clients that they're working with, um, is just running all of these extensive labs and then just still giving someone either a medication yeah. or yeah. really giving somebody just like a laundry list of supplements. Mm-hmm. And like to your point, what you're saying is like, you know, there's all of these different you know, areas of health and what that Mm. looks like, which also means all of these different areas of health are really going to play a massive role in our body's ability to heal. So we can see everything that's off in the labs, take all of these supplements, but if we're chronically stressed all the time, Mm -hmm. if we're not getting good sleep, you know, if we're in a really unhealthy relationship and Mm -hmm. we have like terrible boundaries in our life, you know, trauma, like you even mentioned too, where our our body's constantly going into a state of fight or flight very, Mm -hmm. very rapidly because it's being triggered by the past. Like it's going to be really, really hard to heal our gut, heal our hormones, address a lot of these different things. I think it is um, so crucial that you mention more of like that holistic approach to Mm. ultimately health um, and how important that really is. Because I think a lot of people, we've had it before where they reach out to us and it's like, hey, can I just do all of the lab testing? (laughs) And because they can't get it done at their doctor, right? They're like, this is cool. This is awesome. I want to do a gut microbiome test. I want to do the food sensitivity test. I want to look at all of my toxins. And we're like, no, because you're going to get that information, and what are you going to really do with that information? Yeah. And part of it is really that coaching and that relationship part, kind of going back to what you were saying earlier, which is why that is so key to mm. really, really heal and why it's not like a one-month quick fix yeah. ultimately. Yeah. Um, and I know we do build on the relationship over time. So, like, one of the first things and the easiest things, in my opinion, to change is, like, diet first yeah. and foremost. Yeah. At least, <laughs> No, I won't say always easy. Like for a lot of us, mm-hmm. it can be hard, like especially if we don't have the best relationship with food. We have a fear for food. We have food addiction. But typically a lot of like what our approach really looks like is, you know, addressing a lot of the dietary component yeah. first and foremost. And you were telling me last night, like you get a lot of people too who we do the first month changing diet and then we do the lab results after. And they're like, well, I didn't really change my diet because I wanted the labs mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. First. <laughs> yeah. 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 So kind of like what you were saying, yes, nutrition is so important. And sometimes all of clients come in and they're like, okay, I'm I'm ready to get started. I'm ready to address my health. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited to do all of these different labs. Like, let's go. And then, you know, in the first month, we're waiting for those lab test mm-hmm. results to come back and we have to lay the foundation. You know, it's kind of like building a house. If you don't have a solid foundation, that house is going to crumble. It's not going to matter how amazing the house is, you know, how amazing mm-hmm. your constructor or architect or whatever was. If that foundation isn't solid, that house is going to crumble. And so that is what your nutrition is. But sometimes, you know, I know that we can like to see the numbers or like want to have the information. And so clients will come back and they're like, yeah, you know, I didn't really follow the nutrition. It was just kind of hard because I don't know exactly what's off within my body. And so I just wanted to see the lab test results. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I totally understand. Here are the lab test results. Let me go over all of this for you. But let's go back (laughs) to those recommendations that I Mm -hmm. gave you month one and let's get consistent on the nutrition again because it does have such a role to play and kind of like what you were saying is our body is a system and so if we're just honing in on one area of the body but we're not looking at the body as a whole whether that be with your nutrition whether that be with your exercise or your mindset or some of the different trauma or even coming down to the different lab tests that we do because it is very extensive it is a lot of information we can't just look at one specific area and say oh this this is what's off this is what's causing your issues we have to look and say okay there's some micronutrient deficiencies that are happening and you're not sleeping and you have leaky gut and you have these heavy metals toxicities and you have terrible boundaries within your relationship and so it's like all these different things and it's like okay what do we need to focus on how can we kind of mm-hmm. you know heal from the inside out truly yeah it's it's really in a lot of ways like a life coach mm-hmm. like if we were to yeah. even like change the name like to be honest like we end up being life coaches for oh a gosh. lot of people yeah but with running some more extensive testing and having very specific protocols mm-hmm. to try to help bring back homeostasis or balance back into the body as well too. Um, 
one thing that I've, I've really heard you talk about, too, is how this can be very preventative mm. for a lot of people. And um, in what ways, in, like, your opinion, do you feel like our approach, you know, with everything that we're doing is really going to be preventative from long-term type health issues? Because a lot of people, I think, have the thoughts even coming in, like, well, I don't have anything necessarily, mm -hmm. like, wrong with me. You know, yeah. I don't have any major symptoms necessarily, but we do get a lot of people who are high performers, entrepreneurs, who just really want to see you know, what could potentially be off in the body, but take a little yeah. bit more of a preventative approach. And, you know, Western medicine isn't really going to be a preventative approach. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like treat, you know, medicate and manage yeah. versus how would you describe, you know, Western or functional medicine? Yeah. So with Western medicine and a little bit more of that treatment approach, you're just waiting until something goes wrong, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you get diagnosed with diabetes or you have this chronic condition and then you go see the doctor. But it's like, what if we took 20 steps backwards and said, okay, what is going to lead me to that place and how can I stop that from happening? Because with a lot of the clients that come to us, you know, what we have to remember is all of the experiences in your life have brought you to where you're at now. And so kind of moving forward, if you continue down that path, it's also going to have its own consequences. Mm -hmm. And so really kind of saying, okay, maybe I'm not necessarily, let's take diabetes, for example, just because I would say that that's pretty applicable. Let's say that I'm not diabetic, but maybe I'm pre-diabetic. We don't have to wait until you get that diagnosis mm. of having diabetes because with any health condition, it's a spectrum. Kind of like I said at the beginning, your body doesn't just one day say, okay, we're going to have diabetes now. Like that's yeah. not how it happens. It's not like a light switch. Yeah. Exactly. It, it's a spectrum and it kind of leads to that. And so instead of waiting until you get to that mm. point, addressing things now and kind of educating yourself. I would say mm -hmm. that that is something that's so big in what we do. And something that I tell my clients over and over again is I was like, I want to educate you and I want you to learn and understand about your body so that one day you don't need me. Mm. Like it, as crazy as that sounds, that's my ultimate goal mm. is to work with a client and to educate them to the point where they're like, I'm so confident in myself. Mm -hmm. I'm confident in my nutrition. I've healed my gut issues, my hormone issues, that I'm good to go. And I can mm -hmm. maintain and sustain this moving forward. And so that's really what prevention is, is saying, okay, where am I at now? Where do I not want to go? And what path do I need to take to get me Oh, as far away from where I don't want to be as possible. Mm -hmm. So we kind of have these two options of saying, you know, I'm just going to continue with my life choices and, you know, kind of go down this path and we'll just see kind of what happens. Mm -hmm. Or you can say, no, maybe I have a family history of this kind of autoimmune condition mm -hmm. or maybe some heart disease is in my family history. I don't want to be like that. Mm -hmm. What can I do right now today to get me as far from that as possible? And so having the information and the knowledge and the understanding that we have through the lab testing, mm -hmm. we are looking for not only like a disease state, but we're looking for what's optimal. Mm -hmm. So I would say that most doctors, most conventional Western medicine practices are not looking for what's optimal. They are just looking at your labs to make sure that you don't have some sort of disease or to make sure mm -hmm. that you aren't like super crazy off the charts, mm -hmm. but they're not looking to see, okay, are you optimal? Are you feeling as best as you can? And so yeah. that's what we do because we take the time to actually look at those lab test results to say, okay, you know, maybe your vitamin D is quote-unquote within that range, but the reference range for vitamin D is over like 100 points wide. So if you're on the very, very bottom or even the very, very top of that, you're going to have a way different experience yeah. than if you are kind of in that optimal range. And so also, too, I think that that is part of prevention mm -hmm. is saying, okay, you know, maybe to the naked eye or to the normal person, you're going to look 
normal, Mm -hmm. but we don't want normal. We want optimal. Yeah, yeah. And I heard uh, very recently this quote online. I can't remember who said it, but it said, um, you know, health is not just the absence of disease. Mm. It is really, you know, feeling your best um, every single day, um, everything working at a very optimal level internal in the body. So Mm. it's not just like, I don't have a disease. And if you're someone who is listening and you already have symptoms, symptoms are really a whisper for your body to take more notice. Like those are not some things that we should ignore if we're already, you know, having symptoms. Mm. Like we have chronic constipation, chronic diarrhea, you know, acne. You know, acne is a very similar thing. Like, you know, my body is telling me like something is off internally. I need to dive in a little bit deeper. Exactly. And and people can even think that that's normal. Mm. You know, like, oh, I have acne. That's just kind of something that I have to deal with. Yeah. I have bloating, but, you know, it's fine. I kind of always feel this way. I'm chronically fatigued, but, you know, I am just doing a lot of things. So that's just normal, you know. Mm. And it, I think especially for women, too, we take on a lot of that and we're like, mm. oh, this is just part of being a woman. I guess I'm just going to have to deal yeah. with it. You know, whenever I get my cycle, I'm going to be on the floor for two days, but that's just part just of wait it. until you get older. Yeah, I, I hear exactly. that one a lot And too. it's like, that's not how it should be. Yeah. You know, we should be able to thrive mm-hmm. in our health and not just survive. 100%. And I think one thing that's actually really unfortunate, though, is when we do get, you know, women, and we'll speak to women because those are typically, you know, our ideal client that we do end up working with. We work with men quite a bit, too. Love yeah. working with the guys. Yeah. But we work with a lot of women, too, mm-hmm. who come to us in their, their 50s, their, their 60s, even, too postmenopausal with a lot of these issues that could have really been prevented early on through lifestyle changes. It wasn't Mm going to be prevented through, hey, take this medication, you know, take this birth control or anything like that. A lot of these things could be really, really prevented. And one thing that really may not manifest in symptoms early on is even, you know, you know, low skeletal muscle mass Mm. even quite a bit too. And one thing that like, we really do focus on quite a bit at Rachel Shear Nutrition is optimizing, like you said, but optimizing skeletal muscle mass, yeah. you know, getting that in a really, really good place. And that is one of the best things that you can really do for overall for sure. preventative health. And I know you're, you're the blood sugar expert, mm-hmm. um, but when you're also looking at someone's labs, you know, like you said, you're like, you may not be diabetic, you may mm-hmm. not be pre-diabetic, um, but you could be someone who has, you know, a lot of these blood sugar issues, irregularities, you may be basically, you know, borderline insulin resistant, like you said, because it's it's an overall spectrum. Um, One thing you actually shared with me recently that I thought was really interesting was really the the difference between what those some of those numbers are, mm-hmm. um, if you could share a little bit of what that looks like with like blood sugar, because I think you were talking a little bit about like here is like the range where typical Western medicine looks mm-hmm. at with your blood sugar, and here is where you're diabetic, here is where you're pre diabetic, yeah. and if you're even at like kind of the the threshold of that, you're gonna have relatively a degree still of insulin resistance, you're going to have a hard time losing weight. This could mm-hmm. lead to hormonal imbalances, inflammation in the body. And for women, you know, in their early, you know, 30s and their 20s even mm-hmm. earlier in life to address their blood sugar, mm-hmm. optimize their skeletal muscle mass, you know, they may not have symptoms quite yet, but that is like the best thing in my opinion to mm-hmm. really get your health right. So later on in life when you are going through menopause, yeah. You don't end up with all of the belly fat. You don't end up with all of the other, you know, issues. That tire. Yeah. That none of us want. Where it is harder, not impossible, but definitely harder, of course, to reverse a little bit of that. I never yeah. will use the word impossible because everything's possible. Mm-hmm. But it is definitely much harder because of the loss of skeletal muscle mass. But kind of coming back to my point, what would you, what is like the numbers look like, how we look at it for like an mm-hmm. optimal range versus like how Western medicine looks at that? Yeah. So when it comes to blood sugar balance and blood sugar regulation, there's a couple of different lab values that we want to take into account. So you have your fasting glucose. Glucose is sugar. You know, sugar is kind of like our body's form of energy. And so fasting glucose should be within a specific range. So that's going to be like a snapshot in time. Whatever day that you got that testing done, that's what it's going to look like. So sometimes that can be a little bit 
kind of fluxy. You know, if you had, like, cake the night before with dinner, mm-hmm. you know, maybe your blood sugar is a little bit elevated. Or maybe you had, like, a really high-fat dinner, and so your mm-hmm. blood sugar could look a little bit low. We're not going to stop there. You know, we're also going to be looking at your hemoglobin A1C, which I say is the best average of what your blood sugar control has looked like. So this kind of shows me, you know, especially for different clients who are like, I've really been working on my nutrition. I've really been working on it. But then we get their lab test results back and it's like, okay, you know, maybe you've made a couple of these different changes within the past couple of weeks, but this number is showing me, you know, what your history has looked like. And so that A1C is what your physician is looking at to, quote-unquote, diagnose you with prediabetes or diabetes. But I would say one of the most important labs that I like to look at is actually your insulin. Because I had a client mm-hmm. just the other day. Her A1C was in a perfect range. You know, mm-hmm. kind of surface level, it looked amazing. Even her fasting glucose was normal. Her insulin off the charts. Mm. So what that's showing us, so insulin is a hormone that your body pumps out to take some of that circulating energy, that sugar, kind of mm-hmm. back back into the body. So it's like, okay, we have a lot of energy that's kind of circulating around. Let's produce insulin to take some of that out mm-hmm. so that we can, you know, be a little bit more stable. So her insulin was pumping and pumping and pumping because it was trying so hard to keep her blood sugar mm-hmm. levels regulated. But over time, the more that your body pumps out that insulin, the less your body Mm -hmm. is going to respond. So this is where that term insulin resistance comes in Mm -hmm. is because her body was making so much insulin – but it wasn't responding to that. So mm. you always give the analogy of a sugar bowl, which I've kind of stolen, <laughs> taken it for hand. myself. So imagine that you have this sugar bowl, which is kind of like your body. So if you have sugar that's in the sugar bowl, it's totally fine. But whenever that sugar starts to kind of overflow and you're trying to like push it down and push it back into the sugar bowl and like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it mm. in there. I'm going to shove this lid in. That's almost kind of what insulin is doing, especially if you have to take, Mm. like, medications of insulin, is it shoving that sugar back into your Mm. body. When it's like, okay, instead of, like, forcing the body to do something, how about we say, okay, we have all this extra sugar that's in the body. Why don't we use that, Mm. you know? And so that's really kind of where it comes to even coming back to your nutrition and also muscle mass. Mm -hmm. Muscle is what's metabolically active, It's what's using the calories that you're consuming. You know, muscle is kind of our organ of longevity, and it also helps with that blood sugar balance because Mm -hmm. it's metabolically active. Mm -hmm. And so the more muscle that you have, the more sensitive you're going to be to those different balances with your blood sugar, which is actually really good. Yeah. And just out of curiosity, what were some of, like, the symptoms that this client came in with? who technically wasn't, like, diabetic or Mm pre-diabetic, but did she have any kind of weight loss resistance or anything like that? So it's very interesting with her. She was a little bit older, and so I would say that she has just kind of gone through life being like, oh, this is just kind of how I feel, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of that example that I was sharing earlier. But we focused on her nutrition month one, whenever she came in. She wasn't eating breakfast. She would have her coffee first thing in the morning. And then she was like, I'm just not really hungry, so I don't really eat until like one, maybe two. I'll kind of have a small meal. And then it kind of gets to dinner, and I'm like really, really snacky. So I'll like go in the pantry, and I'll grab whatever, and then I'll have Mm -hmm. my dinner. And then, of course, I want ice cream because that sounds really good, you Mm -hmm. know? And so she's like on these like massive ups and downs. blood sugar. Yes. And so I was like, I want you to focus on eating three meals per day. Let's make Mm -hmm. it super simple. Let's get a protein, a fat, and a fiber in there. She started eating breakfast, you know, even though at first she was like, but I'm just, like, not really hungry. I was like, let's just have something really small, you know, kind of to start your day not having that coffee on an empty stomach. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just kind of try it. Especially if you had sugar in the coffee. Oh, my gosh. she did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. You know, those creamers that you get Uh at the store. Uh (laughs) So she started eating breakfast. I saw her the next month, and Mm -hmm. she's like, Christine. My energy levels are so much more stable, and my mood is so much better. Like, what's going on? And I was like, hmm, 
Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Whenever you balance your blood sugar is kind of what happens. Yeah, yeah. It plays such a big role in your mood. But mm. what's so interesting when I hear you explain, like, that client's case is so she wasn't necessarily diabetic or even really pre-diabetic yeah. if she were to go to a Western medicine doctor. So that yeah. doctor would look at her labs. Um, they wouldn't probably run insulin, but they may run A1C in mm-hmm. their blood sugar and say, oh, my gosh, you're in perfect health. Yeah. And then she leaves and she's like, oh, man, you know, maybe I can't lose the weight. I feel fatigued mm-hmm. all the time. You know, I have a lot of these issues. And what we already saw here is that there was still some issues here with her blood sugar leading to, you know, not really having an appetite, which is not a good sign. Ravaging yeah. hunger, we always say, is not good. We don't want to yeah. get to that point where we want to, like, bite our boyfriend's heads off <laughs> or be hangry. They don't want that either. <laughs> yeah, they don't want that either. Um, or, but we also want to have an appetite. We mm. want to be able to get to a point where we're like, hmm, I'm hungry. I could definitely eat, yeah. you know, ultimately. But also, like... Our, our mood and everything like that, energy levels, like you mm-hmm. said, are definitely affected. But what I'm also really hearing for from this client, too, is, uh, you know, with how she was likely eating, you know, having only coffee first thing in the meal, mm-hmm. even if she had sugar, so she gets a blood sugar spike, um, no fats, no fiber in there to control that. You know, her, her next meal is kind of like snacks, like you said, yeah. kind of like snacking here and there, which mm-hmm. you and I have talked a lot about snacks because um. <laughs> very rarely are you going to, very rarely, not saying never, but will you have a really good high protein, high fat type snack option, yeah. um, maybe like beef jerky, but even still a lot of those are processed. So typically mm-hmm. they're, they're processed foods, they're chips, they're, you know, bars that are really processed. Mm-hmm. Even, and that's even someone who's like trying to be healthy too, yeah. like getting a yeah. bar. So most of the time, they're not very healthy options, and we're not getting enough protein either, mm-hmm. too. And then we get by the time to dinner. And the standard American diet, this is where typically if someone's getting in protein, they may get it in at, at dinner time. Yeah. They may have, like, I'll have a steak. I'll have, mm-hmm. you know, a cut of fish. You know, I'm eating healthy. And what's happening over time is, though, they're not getting in enough protein. Mm -hmm. Their blood sugar is up and down. So here's this woman now for most of her life who's had these fluctuations. Her mood's been affected. She's probably low in skeletal muscle mass, Mm -hmm. I would imagine, by being under-proteined. And and now, if if left unaddressed with not trying to optimize her muscle mass, get in enough protein, Mm. balance out her meals, um, she could eventually actually become diabetic and that lead to disease in the body but on top of it she's just gonna continue to feel worse and worse and worse until she gets to a point later on in life where you know she does even have even more issues and she just doesn't feel good in her body Mm. because of how much you know breakdown of that muscle tissue she's had and all of the the sugar pumping through her blood yeah so though like that's how our brain works and we're looking at this we're like we see all of this yeah. where when someone would have gone to, like, Western medicine, like, you're, you're in perfect health. Mm-hmm. Like, long-term, long-term looking into the future, you know, we can see all these things that can be massively prevented. And someone may even think, too, like, these aren't, like, major symptoms, like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say was, like, her biggest symptom that she had as to why she came in? So, weight loss, weight loss, definitely okay. was number one. Which I that like makes sense as to why she absolutely, cut in, and especially you know, kind of some of that weight around the midsection, mm-hmm. especially with the insulin resistance. That's usually where we see it for both yeah. men and women. So it doesn't have to be just women specifically. Mm-hmm. You know, men can also struggle with this as well. Weight loss was one of her main concerns. Energy. You know, kind of some of that fatigue, mm-hmm. those were also some different things. She had a little bit of bloating, you know, kind of some other things that were a little bit off with her digestion, but her main concerns were the weight and the energy. And it sounds like all of that was really coming to some of the blood sugar, mm-hmm. some of the insulin resistance. Yeah. Then in fixing it was a lot of getting her diet in a good place. Yeah. But I would imagine, too, exercise was a big part of it as well in mm-hmm. incorporating yeah. some resistance training yeah. to get some more muscle mass on her, too. Yeah. So it's a very different approach. And the reason why I'm, I'm digging a little bit is because I think it's it's so important for the listeners to really hear, like, what this really looks like. And mm-hmm. everybody is, is completely different. So, yeah. like, luckily for her, it sounds like she was, you know, she had some things that were off, but it mm-hmm. wasn't, like, terribly, terribly off where we have had yeah. people who 
come back with a ton of things like yeah. you've mentioned toxins and you know SIBO and low digestive enzymes where it does take mm-hmm. a little bit more of mm-hmm. this like hands-on approach to ultimately you know get them to heal overall yeah. but I think it's it's really cool to look at the difference between the two where this woman would have walked into a western medicine physician done mm-hmm. those basic labs been sent on her way and over time she would have just continued to get worse and worse and worse yeah. maybe eventually walk back into a western medicine place for her annual checkup mm-hmm. run her A1C and they would have been like oh guess what you're pre-diabetic here's a medication and you better start losing weight she's like man I've been trying to lose weight for so long yeah well in yeah. that recommendation isn't helpful mm. you know they're like eat less move more and you're mm. like I'm already working out for two hours a day and yeah. I eat almonds for breakfast lunch and dinner and that's it you know it's mm. like that that recommendation isn't helpful and so getting to know not only the person through the coaching that we do, but also through the lab testing. You know, I would say that the lab testing is like that inside look as to who that person is and what they're struggling with and, you know, kind of some of those different imbalances. And again, us looking for those optimal levels, we can take someone who's just like, "Uh, I just like don't really feel that great to someone who's like, I literally feel like I could conquer the world. Mm -hmm. I my focus at work has improved. I'm a much better mom to my children. I'm a much better spouse to my significant other. Like the work that we do is about so much more than just the physical, mm-hmm. right? You know, even kind of going back to what we were talking about at the beginning, yes, you have to heal from some of those different emotional, mental, kind of different traumas in your life, but also, too, the impact that really taking some of that time for yourself helps to heal and helps mm-hmm. for you to progress forward into a different person. Like, that that also, too, is part of that optimization, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, it's not just the labs. It's not just the nutrition. It's the total person that we're looking at. It's a lot of the mindset shifts, mm-hmm. the self-care, using that no button more. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I had to learn that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even, like, like you, Christine, like, I look at you and, like, I call you Christine 2.0. Like, yeah. some people know that. But, like, yeah. night and day difference, like, with, like, who you are and how you show up and your confidence mm-hmm. and your work yeah. um, relationships, you know, just, like, your body confidence even as well, too, mm-hmm. from everything, like, you walked through yeah. and – A big part of that that I always say for me was the fact that I had to do a lot of that work myself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think one of the big expectations, too, for our clients coming in, too, is I'm going to just run a ton of extensive labs. (laughs) And, you know, and then they're just going to give me, hand me over the nutrition plan. And one thing that I love that you spoke to a little bit earlier was... You know, one, this is collaborative of mm-hmm. us really, really ultimately working together. Yeah. Um, but still, at the end of the day, it's up to the client yeah. to really do the work. And I think a lot of our clients, not all, sorry, some clients yeah. are surprised. And um, when they do come in and they realize, like, oh, my gosh, this is actually going to be a lot of work. Yeah. And it is a lot of work. That's something, like, we don't try to, like, preach that it's not a lot of work because Mm -hmm. in order to heal, in order to really get to the root cause, you know, there's going to be, have to be some massive lifestyle changes. If you want to make small changes, you'll get small results. If you want to make big changes, you'll typically get big results in your life. So Mm -hmm. when you can change your diet, you can change your morning routine as to what that looks like. When Mm -hmm. you can start, you know, making different changes in your overall life, when you can do a a functional medicine protocol to address the things that are off in your gut. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have toxins, do something to get that out. It's like, the results that maybe would be minor from going to work with someone and just make some diet shifts Mm -hmm. or, you know, get on a medication is like tenfold. But I think, and I'm not sure about like how you feel about this, but the the greatest feeling for me, like going through all of this myself was like, I did all of the work. Like this person may have helped guide me. They have Mm -hmm. given me the task. They said, hey, we should do this with your nutrition. But at the end of the day, like, Christine's not there getting you out of bed, you know, early yeah, in the morning, yeah. like, kicking your butt, being, like, getting in the gym. Yeah. You know, um, they'd have to pay us quite a bit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> do, Can you do, imagine? To do that. But, like, at the end of the day, it has to be that po- person's own, like, intrinsic motivation mm. and the desire to really better themselves. And I think that's the only time where I see a little bit of a disconnect. It's, like, I want the results, but I really don't want to change. And mm. there's this really big fear of, like, 
what I'm going to lose by going yeah. out this through this entire process. And I 100% like empathize with people who've been there. I've been there myself mm-hmm. in many places in my life. Like you mean, I'm going to have to give up these foods that I love. I'm going to yeah. have to give up, you know, some of my lifestyle habits that haven't been healthy, like going out and partying and drinking mm. and not saying like forever, like you'll never be able to have a drink again. You'll yeah. never be able to, but it, you really have to ask the question, like how important is your healing really for you? Mm-hmm. How important is stepping into this next version of you, you know, waking up, feeling energized, feeling your best self, being able to look in the mirror and being like, I'm freaking proud of this person. Yeah. And not because someone just handed me over a plan that yeah. I followed, but because I learned the tools, like mm-hmm. you said, I learned what works best for my body and I did the work in order to get there. Yeah. So I'm not sure if you can relate to that at all, but that's, I think, Still one of the misconceptions when people go on this entire mm. process is that, you know, the work is done when once I sign up yeah. for the coaching. Yeah, and I would love to kind of dive a little bit more into mm-hmm. that because I see this so often. And, you know, I think there is such a difference between knowledge and action, mm. right? Like you can know and you can understand what you need to do. But if you're not taking action, if you're not doing those things every day— you're still not going to get to the place that you need to be. You know, I have so many clients that come to me and they're like, Christine, I know what I need to do, but I just need someone to keep me accountable and I need someone to kind of help me get there. And I always tell them, I'm like, I am more than happy to encourage you and to be there for you and to kind of point out some of those different things that maybe you're not seeing because I am that outside perspective. Mm But I can only come to right here. You have to meet me the other way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, something that I said at the beginning is this is not a transaction. This is a relationship. And so, you know, kind of having some of that open communication Mm -hmm. is so important. You know, if if I don't hear from a client or, you know, if they're kind of not seeing the results that they want, but they're also not putting in that work, it's like, okay, if your expectations are here but your effort and the work that you're putting in is only here, That that's okay if this is the work that you're willing to do. But if you want these results up here, we have to be willing to, you know, kind of bridge the gap between mm-hmm. those two. Sometimes I will have clients come to me and they're like, well, Christine, isn't this diet restrictive? Like, shouldn't I be able to just like eat these different foods? Like that, it's bad for me to be restrictive, right? And I'm like, you know what? You know what's restrictive is having to give yourself insulin every single day. You know what's restrictive is being so overweight that walking up a flight of stairs gets you winded. You know what's restrictive is having to take naps every couple of hours because you can't keep your eyes open throughout the day. That's restrictive, right? Like working on yourself and eliminating foods that you may be a little bit sensitive to, even to the outside perspective. If they're like, oh my gosh, like why – are you avoiding that food or why can you not eat this? Like, why can't you just have fun with us, right? It's like, no, I'm working on my body and I'm working on the person that I want to become Mm -hmm. and I'm putting deposits into the account of that person. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, even if healing your body and kind of going on this journey, let's just say that it takes you a year. A year may sound like a long time, but a year in the spectrum of your life, especially if you're focusing on that now, there's such a difference between living a long life and living a long and healthy yeah. life, right? Like, I don't want to get to the end of my life having to take 10 medications at breakfast, lunch, and dinner just to keep my eyes open and just to help me wince through the pain. I want to get to the end of my life still being able to cook for myself mm-hmm. and being able to sit down on the toilet and go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the little things that I think yeah. sometimes we take for granted. And if you focus on those things now, And you do kind of take a step back and say, okay, maybe I can't have this food or this alcohol that somebody else is having, but I know that the the decisions that I'm making now are putting those deposits into that person Mm. that I want to become so that one day I can have a little bit more balance so that one day I get to be that person Mm. and I know that I've put in the work. Yeah, that is powerful Mm. to like know that like it is possible and to get Mm. to that other side like I would go back and do my own own healing like over and over again with my gut yeah a million times and I'm sure you would even attest to it as Mm. well which I could have sat there and been like this is restrictive I don't want to do and I think Mm -hmm. there there's a perfectly okay point of like mourning a little bit over our old life like 
I had to, I mourned a little bit. I had many nights of like tears and crying of being like, oh my gosh, this isn't happening to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the chronic bloating and everything that I was dealing with and yeah. how much pain that I was in. Like there was like definitely a mourning process. There's nothing wrong with that. But eventually I had to really, really make the decision of what is it that I ultimately want for my long-term health for myself. And for me, it was cutting out alcohol. I didn't touch alcohol for a full year. Mm. You know, now I'm at a point where I can, and I'll speak openly about it, have a drink every now and then. Do I always choose to? No, but Mm -hmm. I can now. Yeah. Um, I had to cut out a ton of foods. I couldn't even eat like an avocado then. Like avocado is like a good healthy food. Yeah. So talk about restrictive. Like my diet was incredibly restrictive, but I would do it 10 times over again Mm. to create the empowerment to feel the way now I get to feel every single day. And what's so cool about that, walking through that and being able to be like, you know, if I can do something like that, like what else can I really, really do? And I think that's a lot of what people are really missing out on is the person who walks into work with us. Yes, they may have these issues. They may be like, I just want to feel better. I want to get rid of my bloated walking out of it. If they do the work Mm -hmm. on there and they really, really put in the work, they walk out being like, I never realized I had this type of confidence in myself. And to your point, like, it shows up then in other areas of your life. It does show up in how you show up in your work. It shows up in dating and relationships and your family. It shows up in so many different areas of your life because of I. if I can do this, like, what else can I not do? Mm. And I've had to walk through that to get to this best version of of myself. Mm. So I love that you say, like, you know, what is really, really restrictive is having to deal with all of these issues every single day, you know. And I think it's totally okay to be able to go here for a little while. Does that mean we have to stay there? Like, does Mm -hmm. that mean we have to stay there? No. Mm -hmm. But no one wants to stay there. I did not want to stay where I was at, too. (laughs) You know, when I had to cut out some things that Mm. I really did actually enjoy, but I didn't enjoy, like, to your point, I did not enjoy, you know, being bloated every single day. I did not enjoy, like, the depression and anxiety and just wanting to lay in bed and just, Mm. like, be miserable every single day. I enjoyed taking action. I enjoyed cutting out some of those things, seeing the results and feeling better. And I think it's it's really the beginning part too. Once you can kind of get past, yes, there may be a little bit of like, I'm having to get rid of things that have been a big part of my identity of who yeah. I am, but also remembering like, you're stepping into a new identity now. Mm. Like you are leaving this old identity behind because this old identity was the person who didn't have the appropriate boundaries in their life that was putting foods into their body that were toxic to their gut, um, not good for their mental health. Mm. And now like, yes, there's a morning of this old identity and the habits and the things that I had for immediate pleasure and gratification. But now what I'm really stepping into is this new identity that is empowered, that has Mm. self-respect, that doesn't always do things that may feel like fun in the moment, but that really is empowering me and that creates a different kind of pleasure really, really in the long run. And I think that's what's so different about a lot of what we really, really get to do. We get Mm. to really be the guide, in my opinion, the guide for someone to step into that version of themselves Mm. if they're ready to, if they're willing to do the work, and if they're really willing to co-collaborate with us Mm. as to what this new identity and this new version of themselves really, really gets to look like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's so powerful. Yeah, yeah. So this has been an awesome podcast talking about so many different things of like what functional medicine really, really is, what it is not, what it really means to heal instead of just deal. And I hope you guys have gotten a ton out of this because healing is not a quick fix. It's not something that, you know, we just go to the doctor, we do, you know, some labs and then we take a medication. Um, There are certain situations where that is what is necessary for that. But in order to create the life that we really, really want for ourselves, we're going to have to do some things that may be scary, may be uncomfortable, may be completely out of our comfort zone. But mm. it is in that, you know, out, outside of that comfort zone where I think that next version of ourself is really, really waiting for us. So, you know, I thank you, Christine, for coming on. Um, you are just like a godsend and like your transformation has been night and day. Mm. And what I've seen in, in you, like through not only your own functional medicine healing, Um, But then stepping into being a coach and now really getting to pay it forward and Mm -hmm. help other people heal. And I think that's really what Rachel Shear Nutrition is about is even our clients, 
I see it too. And I don't know about you, but I see our clients who go through this entire process and their families start to change. The yeah. way they show up for their kids start to change. We've had people actually want to come work for Rachel Shear Nutrition. Yeah. Um, who then want to get into a career of functional medicine. And because they change themselves, mm-hmm. they then get to pay it forward. And they get to yeah. change other people's lives. And I think that's, like, where we have the best job in the world is because we get to take what we've walked through. And we've been where our clients have been at before. So we get yeah. it 100%. We're not sitting here and just being like, do this, do this, do this, and haven't walked through ourselves, haven't gone through all of the emotions. We've been in the trenches. We get it. (laughs) We have. (laughs) We get it 100%, like everything that's really, really coming up so we can empathize with that, but give you like that tough love that we know is like really necessary to help you get to where you ultimately want to be. So is there any last things that you want to share with the audience um, or where can people find you on social media and check out Christine, the dietitian? Yeah, absolutely. So I would just say, you know, when it comes to addressing your health and really kind of stepping into this new person that you're becoming, because I would say that that's what any transformation Mm -hmm. is. It's kind of saying goodbye to that old version of yourself, but also understanding like, okay, I'm saying goodbye to this version, but what is that next version Mm -hmm. of me going to be? And so something that I heard one time is nothing good ever comes without sacrifice. And I don't see that as a negative. I see that as a positive of saying, okay, maybe I'm going to have to sacrifice some things right now, but look where it's going to take me in the long run. And, you know, kind of looking back to Christine Mm 1.0, I'm like, I loved that version of myself, but I love today's version, Christine 2.0, so much more. And and I can tell that Mm -hmm. I'm a different human, you know, in the best way, but also those experiences and that discipline is what has led me to where I'm at today. So I'm just so thankful to be here as well. But if you want to find me, my Instagram is christine.thedietitian. So that's what I am on Instagram um, and pretty much any anywhere you can find me. Yeah. And if you guys want to work with Christine, you can head to our website, rachelshear.com. You can fill out her unique application about working with her. Check out her on social media. Check out some of the other podcasts that we've done. Mm -hmm. Shoot her a DM if you have any questions. But it's been awesome having you back on. I'm sure this won't be the last time. And we are about to spend the weekend doing some surfing, some beach fun, (laughs) doing some ice baths. So thank you guys for tuning in. And this has been Sheer Madness.